general is such an anxiety inducing thing. Totally. For some people, I think the idea of it is obviously so appealing, but in practice, like it's yeah, difficult. It is. Meeting somebody in the first like three minutes that you meet them, like you know if there's like something yeah. there, you know, whether it's a friendship connection or just like a connection, it doesn't take that long to figure it out. You have a crush on a friend and like a mutual friend of both of you will know that like you both have a crush on each other. And yeah. It's like, or like if you go on a Tinder date and it was good, you have to have that kind of like, well, I would like for this to happen again. Do you want this to happen yeah. again? And like with LSD night, you don't have to do that. Yeah. When you would watch 90s movies of, of people who are single and like when you're single you're just supposed to be going on dates like batshit crazy. Uh, so in all these 90s movies all these like women and men are going on speed dates because like you know when you're in your 20s you have to like fuck all the time. <laughs> and then so uh, that wasn't happening for me. <laughs> so I was sitting at the bar and I was talking to the manager at NDQ and I was like, man, I just need to get laid or I need to like have some kind of like lesbian romance. I'm like, it's taking forever. It's like so hard. You have to like prove yourself and it takes years to kind of find yourself a little niche in the queer scene. So it was like, yeah, just have a bunch of dates in a really concentrated way to the point where you'd be like, oof, you know, like I don't even want to go on dates anymore for a while because I just had like 30 of them. <laughs> um, then I was like, I wish speed dating existed for real and for lesbians. And then she was like, yeah, you should do that. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I should, so now I'm doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I do the curating, but also like it's happening in a public place, but it's also a place where like, I know for a fact that like nothing like, you know, like nothing shitty is gonna happen. It's usually during a weekday, so it's pretty chill. And then like, it's a queer bar, so. I also like the fact that it's it feels safe. Because yeah. I, like, I don't feel like Tinder is conducive to safety. No, yeah. This is the kind of opportunity that doesn't happen very often. So everyone is like respectful and chill about it, so. I don't really see any kind of negativity emanating from it whatsoever. Whereas when you go on a one-to-one -one date, there's a lot of negative things that can arise. Whereas it's very nerve-wracking because, you know, there's a lot of opportunity to, to feel uncomfortable or to feel weird about yourself, to feel weird about other people, to feel weird about the context in which you're in, or mm -hmm. to want to leave the actual date happening, but having to wait for it to miraculously or terribly end.
an opportunity to, to like have 30 or whatever amounts of dates uh, all at once and then like yeah you make friends or you make maybe like two like I'm into you connections but like next time when you go out you'll recognize this person and you won't have this like awkward thing to remember you'll have this kind of like you know we were at an event yeah know? It just feels like you have more options and also like the opportunity to disengage and engage however you feel like it is more there because there's less of a pressure for like something to be said or like come of it immediately because there's so many people. LSD, if one person is into it and the other one isn't, well, just don't talk to them again. There's like 30 other people to go talk to. You can make friends, you can find dates, you can find some weird ambiguous situation, or you can also find a bit of awkwardness, but like that's just real life. At least it's not just like one awkward date that is lasting for hours that yeah. you want to end. It's like every date has a very like brief prequel and then the rest of the story is up to you if you want to and like some people sometimes uh you know have stuff to do so they leave like in the middle of the event or they'll leave right at the end of the event but you know if somebody had a little spark or something and they just want to like pass their number or any kind of information, then they like message me and it's less awkward. So I'll kind of check in with everyone like, is this cool? And like, if it is, then I'll share it. But like, I don't know. I feel that the curating is important to keep it like not awkward and also like pretty safe and just like so that everyone is on the same page. At the same time, if everybody's going in with this uh, kind of collective intention, then it's much easier to approach, like you, even though there's anxiety ridden in the situation it's itself. Like they're all in it like, together. Yeah. Everyone, yeah. everyone more or less knows where they are there, and they all understand that, like, you know, chemistry is is a thing. And also, I mean, sometimes you can really like someone and just not be into them. Also, but I don't know. I think nobody, you know, will expect to meet someone within five minutes and be like, okay, well now, you know, you're coming over to my house and we're gonna consummate this because we've had five minutes of like total bliss and connection. Like that's not how life works. So sometimes, I mean, yeah, sometimes.
quota system or do you like i mean I, I try to keep a quota the only thing is that i'm not like forcing anyone to participate whoever decides to sign up is totally random um but at a certain point it sounds terrible to say out loud but at a certain point if there's too many white people i kind of tell them to wait because I'm trying to make some room for POC. So it's kind of an awkward statement for some, but I mean, I don't know what else to say because that's just the truth. Sometimes it's, you know, the amount of people signing up are predominantly white. And um, in order to break this cycle of kind of lesbian public events being super cis white women, uh, you kind of have to put your foot down and be like, yeah. okay, well, you might be able to participate uh, next week, but I just need to pause this for a second to leave room for a bit more POC. And then if that happens, uh, I'll message you if there's room. I just really want everyone who's coming to confirm that they're coming just so I know what to expect. And it helps with the curating. So if I want things to be more diverse and I want the people who show up to be you know, uh, more POC inclusive, then I need to make sure that people are actually coming or else like the, the curating form can just like not happen if it's a totally random like people that show up. If, if they're just like, you know, a random crowd that I had no part in, then I can't assure diversity I can't assure you know that everyone participating will be respectful and know what they're getting into so just taking the time to really make sure that people are coming uh, that they're there for the right reasons um, and paying attention to who's coming uh, and trying to preserve diversity uh, makes for a good screening system Most events will be kind of like, we're hosting it here. This DJ or whatever is playing or this is happening. But like whoever shows up is completely random. There's no, there's no like curating. There's no screening. It's just like anyone come. Whereas like my event, like you have to sign up. I will do some screening. Uh, I will make sure that things are even and interesting for everyone so yeah it's it's not it doesn't feel as as public as it would like in a bar like in another event it's a bit more like yeah because it's like, people it's, have to interact with each other you're not just all going there to witness something. it's like it's like if you're hosting something at your house you know and you have mutual friends who don't know each other and you just take the time to introduce 
you know, everyone and, you know, drop a couple, you know, subjects, you know, that they could talk about that they have in common or something. And then, you know, they might become friends or something. It's, it's like that. So it's, it's just like having a setting for people so that they know that it's comfortable uh, and that like the people that are there are not just random people, like they all chose to be there for a common reason. And yeah, just giving them like things to talk about. You treat it like a big dinner party. I mean, I'm a cancer. I love that shit. into like you know when I was throwing like after hours parties where it's like my desire to kind of have this mindfulness for like the queer experience or like the experience for for women or the experience for women of color or the experience for non-binary people the trans community or just like the queer community in general where it's like I want to kind of emphasize the importance of those groups of people I mean in the nightlife it's a total different ball game but like if I think about it if I think about, you know, the after hours parties I went to, uh, the difference between like, you know, just like a, a general party like that and then like a queer party, like I feel when, when I've been to both, there's been a significant difference in like how respect and comfort like comes into a room as far as like how much of it is there and how important the fact that it is there is. So. Yeah, I feel like these kinds of events are way more rewarding because uh, having that mindset of being like careful about who's being welcomed and also like who you're catering all that energy and work for is, is way more appreciated and uh, people feel comfortable in that because otherwise it's really hard for them to feel comfortable in that kind of environment or those kinds of like social interactions. So. I feel like to some degree like I'm not that paranoid about trolls because it's a kind of community where like you know being in society is being trolled so if you're going to a place to have a, an experience that is special for you like why why would there be trolls? Like if, if everyone involved is there for the right reasons and everyone is being mindful and careful or, or just coming with a really positive attitude, then there is no problem. The thing about like after hours or like more public free for all events is that you have actually no idea who's gonna show up. Yeah. So if you're promising that this space is safe, if you're promising diversity, if you're promising anything like, you actually don't really know what you're promising because you don't actually know who's gonna come. Whereas for this event, like, I know everyone who works there. Um, I know the place itself. I've been going there for two years. I know myself, obviously. And like, 
you know, every single person that signs up, I will take a look at their profile, you know, like really quickly just to see, you know, if there's any kind of warning sign whatsoever, which for the most part there isn't, and then just try to screen to keep diversity up. And yeah, so like there's no surprises to some degree. Like sometimes people who just randomly come to the bar will want to participate. Uh, but usually it's because they've been watching and they're like, this is fucking great. Like, I want to do this too. So, you know, like everything is more or less under control and like everyone kind of knows what they're getting themselves into. What if somebody who's not on Facebook wants to come? That was my next question. I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of thing where like, I, I understand that not everyone is on Facebook, um, but to some degree, I like to keep an eye on what's going on. But there's been many instances of people who come with friends, like they come as pairs. So usually they'll be like, I want to come. And then my friend who doesn't have Facebook, this is her name. Uh, like this is her preferred languages and she will be coming with me. So it's like I didn't get to screen everyone but I screened like the friend or whatever and like I don't know I feel like a lot of people actually show up as pairs because it makes them feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, if not there's posters. I put posters up at NDQ like usually two to three weeks in advance so people will see it. Um, in a dream world I would like to include email. I think it's just logistically I like to keep it to Facebook just because I mean I'm not expecting like over a hundred people or something the amount of people coming is like pretty limited and I also advertise on the event page um, that people can just drop in Do you feel like people are really flaky in Montreal? People are flaky in Montreal. Uh, in the sense that like, there's always a bunch of stuff going on. Um, so people will kind of be interested in everything, you know? So, um, you know, they'll jump around or, or say that they'll go to something and then finally not. But then also in general, like, yeah, that's why I let everyone sign up earlier on and then like two to three days before I ask everyone to confirm again that they're coming. But even while doing that, people still bail last minute. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's a Montreal thing, but I, I do, it's a thing. <laughs> The lesbian database is basically uh, the spreadsheet that I have uh, on my computer 
um, for every event, everyone who is registering will be on there along with their preferred language. And then I, I can keep track of the quota uh, of, of people attending. And then I also keep like those references of people coming. So if there was to be a repeat um, attendance, I would still have that information of their name, their preferred language, and also just keeping track of people not coming back to back all the time, just kind of keeping events in between so that people are not always dating the same people. Uh, and also just having more opportunity uh, for people. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's just like every time, you know, you have the impression that, oh, the lesbian scene is small, you know, it's not actually that many people, but literally like every single event I have, like it just keeps growing and growing. So at a certain point you start feeling like it's, it's bigger than you thought. It's just that the opportunity to kind of bridge all those separate microcosms of lesbians is not always there because like for different reasons sometimes, yeah, like issues of diversity or issues of comfort or issues of language or issues of like location even like sometimes you don't end up meeting these people because you don't have an like an opportunity or a platform to meet on because for one person going to a certain event might be fun but for someone else it wouldn't be so they would never meet because of these kind of differences that keep them separated whereas at this event they might have a reason to like you know meet each other because like yeah there's a lot of women that I met like I would have never met them in like my day-to-day -day life I have no reason to run into them like we don't end up being in the same places sometimes for age reasons sometimes for like interests that we have or sometimes just because we live in different neighborhoods so it's cool these communities already exist. Do you think it has community building potential? I think it does um I feel like, you know, there's people that met there that might become friends or they might become acquaintances or they might become lovers or whatever. Um, so in the long run, it might be community building in the sense that like friendships or relationships or connections that otherwise wouldn't have never happened are happening. It's just like offering a new context and a new platform so that you may meet uh, people that otherwise you would have nowhere to meet with. So I try not to be too overly like sexual to like make people feel like, you know, this is all about having sex. So I try to keep it pretty diverse. Some questions are silly so that people can laugh at how strange I am and bond over being weirded out by me. <laughs> <laughs> or people can uh, end up 
just laughing in general because like this is really awkward and like they don't actually want to reveal anything about themselves and they just want to laugh because god this date is awkward you know um so laughing makes it less awkward uh and then questions to do with personality and then some questions are a bit more like kinky so people get all like ah oh, you know <laughs> Uh, and then it's it's cute or it's funny or it's something you know whatever people interpret it and then some are are just like super direct you know the kind of questions that like you would probably never ask on a first date because it's way too like to the point but like sometimes those can be really nice um, um, so for example uh, yeah so this one is kind of like uh, a kinky and practical mix so the question is uh, which is more important masturbating or master dating master dating is the art of dating yourself <laughs> so the art the art of going out by yourself oh. so you would go and have dinner by yourself and like treat yourself you know because like you know I'm dating myself and I'm enjoying that uh, or masturbating which is a purely sexual endeavor of, of like pleasing yourself in that specific way so it's kind of like which matters more to you like giving yourself sexual pleasure or like being really nice to yourself can i have both you can have both <laughs> okay <laughs>